Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 423, uh, July 22nd, 2020. It was 105 degrees on this day in Ooh. 1934, 49 degrees in 1947. And just another note, because it amuses me, the uh, record high temperature for International Falls on this date, was 103 degrees in 1923. So on none of these occasions would anybody have been swimming on a weed-free beach. Brought to you by Aquaside, who've been helping people maintain Great Lakes shores for years with a complete line of lake and pond control products. They take care of everything from weeds to unidentified vegetation to algae. The products are easy to use. They work right away. Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and these products are completely safe for you and your family. So there's no need to let weeds overtake <coughs> excuse me, your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long, and there is a lot of summer swimming left. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Hi there. What's up, bruh? I'm just making a note to myself. Okay. Be right with you. Oh, you know what? Then let me quickly clarify. Yesterday on Monday Night Sports Talk, because I had five or six emails in my inbox, we we played the soundbite of Lee Elia, former Cubs manager. I don't know that we ever named him when after we played the clip. Yeah, it was Lee Elia. Yeah, some people were asking, well, it was funny, but who were you guys talking about? Yeah, yeah. Say, uh... I'm afraid I'm going I'm to align myself with uh, Sanibel Jim, who is, uh, well, what did he say? <clears throat> uh, he uh, linked me to an article in the American Spectator that uh, Colin Kaepernick is coming for baseball. The left has got their sights set on baseball. And he said, uh, I will no longer support the NFL in any way. No viewing on TV, no listening on radio, no more emailed NFL-related subscriptions, nothing. I'm being offered to opt out of my longtime season tickets at Lambeau Field, and I am opting out. Wow. I'm, I'm done. At age 75, I did not make this decision flippantly. The immediate capitulation of Major League Sports, regardless of the issues being presented, forces me to capitulate to those who oppose their mass acceptance of disrespect, violence, and degradation of our nation. <clears throat> well, he states it very well, but I'm, I, uh, I'm going to find it very easy to uh, become less than a casual fan. L- look what we have to do every day. We're, we're bringing the nation guidance to uh, how to withstand the mystery and how to push back. Now I get I have to turn on a baseball game and they're going to be kneeling? The hell with them. I don't want any part of it. I, I, I don't want politics in sports. Well, that's been going on forever, though. Not, you know not, that. Not, not, not as stridently as it's going to become this year. I mean, Black Lives Matter is going to be painted on basketball courts, and uh, people are going to be kneeling during the anthem. The Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization that has nothing to do with Black Lives mattering. 
my God, if Black Lives Mattered, you'd be we would take care of the Chicago problem in a heartbeat. Right. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want any part of it. I, I, if. But the just, ta- the taking a knee in itself, I personally would would prefer athletes to stand for the anthem and show respect. But I, I guess I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose sleep if someone chooses to take a knee. Well, it's it's I am I'm not gonna lose sleep. I'm just not gonna pay any attention. But it's slanderous. But what they're doing is this mass accusation that the United States is inherently a racist country. No country has brought more good to the human condition than the United States. Uh, but if you don't go with the Wokers, if you don't go with the Wokers, you're canceled. Yeah. Well, bleep you, Wokers. Woke Nation's really working my last nerve. I got into it with somebody this morning, and I'm I'm so tired of the Wokers. Just just leave us alone, okay? By the way, by the way, the Wokers can't get their chief controversy in 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 order. Oh no. Oh yeah, the the Wokers are really conflicted about the use of the word chief. Now it, we uh, we noted that it started with that precious mayor of Duluth, Emily Larson. But a city council vote to remove the word chief from a job title failed Monday after council member Derek Medvitt abstained from the decision saying the measure was proposed with division in mind. I'm not going to read the whole story. Long story short, uh, Duluth is not scrapping the word chief. Good. They pushed back. They pushed back. Well, however, accidentally, this sure. guy's this guy's abstention was the only reason it failed to pass. Well, we'll take I didn't realize. <laughs> I, I I thought it was dropped before it even got a chance to go to vote. I no. boy, this is surprising to me. Let me I'm on let me, touch on this one. I'll show you how the Wokers are are, are struggling. Though, if I can find it here, uh, yes, I can. Uh, here are photos of the email. Minneapolis Public Schools Superintendent said to the staff, if you read this on the podcast, I would prefer not having my name mentioned. That's okay, I won't mention it. Here's the uh, screenshots he sent me. Uh, Colleagues, as we make the transition to a new school year, I wanted to let you know that beginning July 1st, Minneapolis Public Schools will no longer use the word chief in its job titles. Uh, we, we, while we have been discussing the transition throughout the past school year, I have decided to make the transition now rather than waiting any longer because I am not naive about what, uh, the role systems like MPS have historically played in the disenfranchisement of many in our community. I'll blow it out your ass. Uh, Beginning Wednesday, all positions currently uh, using the chief moniker in Minneapolis will be renamed, and I am asking all staff centrally uh, and in schools to immediately begin using our new naming convention. The new titles for our senior leaders will be as follows. And then, as I read this, you can you can draw your own conclusions why education costs so much. We have a senior human resources officer. That's going to be Senior Officer Sullivan. Senior Operating Officer. Uh, that's Senior Officer DeVette. Senior Finance Officer Ibrahimi Diop. Senior Officer Diop. Uh, Senior Information Officer. Senior uh, Information. Senior Officer Hens. Hennis. Senior Academic Officer. Uh, that'll be Senior Officer Fearing. Senior Accountability Research and Equity Officer. Senior Officer whatever. Ex- uh, uh, Executive Officer. Officer. Office of the Superintendent. That's going to be called Executive Officer Kelly. Uh, so... In Duluth, they, they came to their senses, however, accidentally. Uh, but in, in Minneapolis public schools, they can't they can't prove their wokeness fast enough. You you woke people. You just don't know where to be on the word chief because you don't know what it means. And as I told you, when I drove through the Mille Lacs uh, tribal area uh, over the Fourth of July, uh, they're holding a, 
uh, uh, reservations, and there's a guy running for chief executive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if it's okay with them, I guess it's okay. We should all be all right with, with us. It. I yeah. think we should be okay with it. Yeah. Comes oh. from we've been down that road. Comes from ancient uh, Latin. Let me get rid of this. That's about the school. Stacy, the GL geologist, wants us to know large earthquake in Alaska with many aftershocks. Some up the some of the aftershocks are up to a six one. Oh wow! There was a tsunami alert that has been called off. Uh, this was a seven point eight on the Alaska Peninsula. Because did I see that it was the state of Washington that had issued uh, an alert? Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's today. A seven point eight. That's wow. a shaker. That is a shaker. Uh, can while you're looking, can we go backwards a second? Hold on, I'm looking for the mute button. Can we uh, back up a second? Yeah. Officer, they're exchanging chief for officer. Is that mm-hmm. correct? No, they're exchanging uh, chief for senior. Okay, but I heard you use the word officer multiple times. Well, I can which qu- that just clear that reeks. up for you. That just reeks of the military and police and uh, everything else authoritative. So I, I don't know what we're doing there. Well, if you want to play that game, why use the, the term senior? Not everybody's going to graduate and become a senior. We can just keep going. I just mean, keep going all day th- th- long. Right. <laughs> this just snowballs. Yeah, we need a garage logic break from this BS. That's what we, we need. really do. We also yeah. need a. I kept. I keep telling you guys, we need to write a rule book for being woke in 2020. Oh, but it changes every day, Chris. That's that's true. Every It'll never day. end. <laughs> every day. We need a break from this. GLers need a break from this. This is madness. The staff this is, needs a break from it. Well, it's insanity is what it is. It, 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 it's, it's utter insanity. Again, why is this country so trying to desperately to kill itself? Why is this country trying to ruin itself? Back to sports for a moment. Okay. Uh Athletes, professional athletes, can hold any view they wish. I, I don't care. But I'm paying money if I go to the game. I'm paying money to have a seat and to be entertained by the game. I don't need to know what your political thoughts are. Most of you aren't bright enough to have reasonable political thoughts in the first place. You <laughs> sc- <laughs> Nice, Joe. Well, they are. They spent well your whole put. since the age well of three. Put. You've been p- becoming so gifted in whatever game you play that you're a professional now. It's not like you were uh, getting a PhD in physics. So, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm with Sanibel. I'm not a season ticket holder anymore. I was a season ticket holder uh, for the Wild for the first five years because I felt I needed to put my money where my mouth was to bring them back here. Because you spent a decade complaining about us not having hockey? Is that right. the bit? exactly. So I thought, <laughs> I'd, I don't have the nerve not to become a season ticket holder, so right. I was. I had great seats, and it was fun. I love it. But uh, I, I, don't need you, I don't need to know how you feel about anything. I don't need to see your disrespect and your incivility. Uh, do it on your own. But those, do it before the game. But some of those athletes do have a gigantic platform, and the way those platforms are expanding these days is through avenues like social media, and I know you have opinions on that as well. And is it a case of if you agree with that particular opinion of an athlete, you're more okay with them having that opinion? You know what I'm saying? Or, no, or I is don't. It, okay, all right. I don't know what you're saying. It, what I'm saying is, let's say I'm just going to arbitrarily, I'm going to pick Le- LeBron James. 
Right. If LeBron James stood for a cause that you or someone else believed in, you're probably more likely to go along with the line of thinking saying, I agree with LeBron and I think that he should or that player should have that platform and should speak their mind. I I disagree. First of all, I can't imagine any cause that LeBron James has that I would be, Uh, I mean, you know, other than feeding children or educating them or something. But, uh, and that's, no, that's what I was going to say. That's exactly what he does. He built, he built a secondary school in his hometown of Akron, Ohio. Right. But, but look at, look at how Drew Brees got attacked for an innocuous comment. And I agree. That was going to be my next example. Yeah. So and no, the only uh, the only position, and, and now God bless LeBron for building schools, and I I, I applaud that. But uh, you can't tell me he's not going to be a Black Lives Matter supporter. Well, of course he is. Yes. Okay, well, and I disagree. I disagree. What about them saying this has nothing to do with disrespecting flags, servicemen, America, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. It's just them trying to call to light racism. I don't need them to. They're multimillionaires playing a game. They're gifted entertainers. They're marvelous athletes. I don't give a bleep what they think about racism. Racism doesn't mean anything anymore. It's been the word has been destroyed. When you when you are seeing racism in a traffic light, Kenny, it no longer means anything. Right. Sorry, I was giggling at the uh, I was national, too, the, national, the guards going over, <laughs> national guards taking off over my house. C-130s? Yeah. I love them. watching they those. Always, they always leave in twos. I love watching those. I love watching those. I'm trying to find the story really quickly on the fly here, but there was a catcher for the Oakland A's, I want to say three years ago or so. Yeah, and he hit about a buck eighty-two, and he was the only guy who ever knelt. Right, but I'm trying to find his initial cause because I thought it made some sense, and I can't find the story right now. But I remember he was basically, outside of him being not very good at hitting, he was blackballed from from baseball because well, of that, that. He wouldn't be now. No, of course not. No, it's kind of, and that's what that's what I was getting at is the the complete one eighty that sports in general has taken completely with this. Who's the manager of the Giants? It would be your guy, Gabe Kapler. Well, he knelt last night. Yes. Uh, the Giants played the A's, yep. and uh, he joined a bunch of fellas that were kneeling. You know, go bleep yourself. Well, and guys like him are going to end up doing it because, and not all of them, but some of them are going to end up doing it because they want to seem as though they have the backs of their players. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know what Gene Mock would think about this. Oh. How about Lee Elia? Oh. No. no, no, I'm not playing that during no. this discussion. <laughs> I, can, I know one way that uh, I'll have to intersperse what uh, GLers uh, can enjoy with what we must also uh, chronicle today. But are you aware, ladies and gentlemen of Gumption County, are you aware that the Minnesota State Fair food will yeah. be available over three yeah. consecutive weekends? Yeah. Ed Downing has a great, great note about this. He said, I'm sure you'll be talking about the Minnesota State Fair food parade. There's a bit of irony here. After decades of trying to get us not to drive to the State Fair, you now have to drive to the State Fair and remain in your car. It's another blow to the mystery. It's uh, The Minnesota State Fair is not put on by the state of Minnesota. He notes it's run by the Minnesota State Agricultural Society. The fair does not receive funding from state government, and it is entirely self-supporting. But now we huh. go, while we go to the announcement, 
we go right here, and it is something. Now, uh, it's got sponsorship and everything. It's called the Food Parade. Uh, It's the first ever. Be negative about this. Don't tell me you found something bad about this. I'm so excited about this. Kenny. Oh, Joe. Kenny, I'm <laughs> celebrating it, you moron. <laughs> okay, I haven't yippee! even started. I haven't Woo-hoo! started talking about it yet. Woohoo! Good, uh, you good, can good, you good. can do this on August 20 through the 23rd, the 27th to the 30th, and September 3 through 7. A limited number of vehicle tickets will be sold for this historic event. It must be purchased online. Each vehicle ticket is 20 bucks. Uh, fees extra, but sales tax. Included with proceeds supporting Minnesota State Fair operations in a year when the cancellation of the fair leaves us without 95% of our revenue to maintain our facilities and prepare for next year's fair. This is a parade. All vehicles will follow the same one-way, 1.5-mile route through the fairgrounds by all 16 vendors. Plan for a multi-hour experience and enjoy entertainment, a trivia contest, and activities along the way. Okay, here's here's who's participating. Turkey to go. In. That's credit card only. Look at, look at under turkey. Look at under turkey to go. I can buy one pound or I can buy the Kenny package. Five, five pounds. pounds. Yep. <laughs> yeah, five pounds of turkey. <laughs> Tom Thumb Donuts. I'm not familiar take with those. I'm not familiar with those. It's a little, mini, little donuts. mini donuts. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, French fr- fresh French fries. They'll take cash. Oh, John Height will be, keep them in business himself. Sweets so and awesome. treats. They'll take... Uh, cash sweets and treats that's your snow cones your popcorns your caramel corns your jumbo cotton candies and your caramel and candy apples okay and they'll sell you a water for three bucks uh mouth trap cheese curds a oh. bucket for 17 bucks they'll take cash oh my god qui viette giant egg rolls on a stick and garlic cream cheese wontons they'll take <laughs> cash prano pups cash only there's a prano pup dealer after my own heart uh, pitchfork sausage, Butcher Boy's London broil, that's cash. Uh, they got Italian sausage on a fork, and they got Italian sausage sandwich with onions and peppers and a London broil steak. Dairy Goodness Bar, that's cash. West Indies Soul Food, chicken and beef, Jamaican patties, that's oh. uh, that's cash. Jerk Footlong chicken. hot dog, yep. Footlong dogs and corn dogs, that's cash. Giggles Campfire Grill will have walleye fries, walleye cakes, duck bacon wontons, duck drummies. Uh, That's all cash. You can do that cash. Cheese on a stick and fresh squeezed lemonade. That's cash. The hanger. uh, Tater twister. Sausage wrapped in a whole spiral sliced potato and fried. Fried Oreos and funnel cake. They'll take cash. El Sol Mexican Foods. Uh, they'll take cash, burritos, tacos, taco salad. They are my beer stop during the fair because they have the are, best are, little area. Are they the to ones next beer. to us? Uh, they're no. down the street, maybe a block and a half away. Yeah. Okay. But they have, Kenny, they're the ones that have the overhead canopy, so you're protected oh, right. from the sun, and they always have a band plan. I would, love uh, that place. Would if it, if I'm if my mental imagery is correct, don't uh, doesn't a, a stand like that usually have a picture of the happy Mexican in a sombrero or something? Oh. Won't Uh-oh. that have to go? Uh-oh. No, I think they're. If I remember correctly, their logo is just the sun as the letter O. 
in their well, name. I, I guess I'm talking generically around the fair. I, I, I've seen things like that. Sure. Which is, but and now that I'm woke, I don't know what to do about yeah, it. Yeah, but if you're woke, then you have to get rid of it. <laughs> I just don't know what the hell to do about it. You're at odds. <laughs> Sweet Martha's Cookie, sure. that's cash only. Sure. Uh, no, tickets go on sale. 10 a.m. July 31st, when you purchase your tickets, select a date and time to attend. So on Thursday through Sunday, uh, August 20, 21, 22, 23, uh, and August 27, 28, 29, 30, arrival times each hour at 9 to noon and 2 to 5. Thursday through Sunday, September 3, 4, 5, and 6, arrival times each hour, 9 a.m. to 2, and 9 a.m. to noon and 2 p.m. to 5, and Monday, September 7, I believe that would be Labor Day, correct? Yes. Arrival times start each hour at 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, with each ticket, you'll receive entrance to the food parade for up to five people in your vehicle. Uh, children ages four and under are not counted. If you have more than five people or would like extra lunch bags, an additional $20 ticket is required. Uh, you get an insulated Minnesota State Fair reusable lunch bag. Uh, you get a fun entertainment and activities along the parade route. Uh, you get a goodie bag filled with surprises. Food purchases are not included in the vehicle ticket price. Okay, so it's a drive-through event. Let's see. You got to stay in your car. They bring the food to you. They're expecting popularity. Oh, the line is going to go down Snelling yeah. to the airport. Oh, yeah. All vehicles will follow a one-way parade route through the fairgrounds, passing by each vendor. Well, see, now that's going to be trouble for someone like me because there's not much on there that I would want to go after. So, I mean, I don't want to zip through on the scooter, won't you? That's another interesting question. I wonder if you can be on a scooter. No, you. I don't think so. You have to be in a vehicle. It is covered on the press release. Okay. Oh, here, here. In some areas along the route, there will be a bypass lane. For traffic management and safety reasons, we are not able to create a bypass lane throughout the entire route. We'll have two lanes of traffic, and a third lane must remain open for emergencies. Hmm. Uh, In the Midway Welcome Lot, we're collecting food donations for Second Harvest Fartland. Fartland. What did I say? Welcome to Fartland. (laughs) Pull my finger. Hey, kids, pull my finger. (laughs) Rookie standing out front. Hi, kids. Uh... Remember when we had Box the Clown visit us occasionally at the state fair? Sure do. And I often see him uh, after uh, waiting for the bus. He was slumped and sitting on his suitcase smoking a cigarette. And and to all the kids that walked by, he said, stay in school, kids. Stay in school. school. You don't want to end up like me. You don't want to end up like me. Okay, uh, the parade will go on rain or shine. Bring a pen with you to fill out your... See, I told you GLers needed a break. That's why I'm lingering on this story. The great Minnesota food parade. I, I love this. This is awesome. Bring a pen with you to fill out your orders. They'll provide the menus, plus bring pens for kids to do an in-car bingo game along the parade route and also for the kids to stab each other. No, it doesn't no, say that. No, it doesn't no. say that. Uh, we encourage those in your vehicle who will be placing food and paying for orders to wear masks. All state fair and concessionaire staff will wear masks. We're following Department of Health guidelines. Okay, event entrance is at the intersection of Snelling and Hoyt at the north end of the fairgrounds. It oh. doesn't sound like you go through the main gate. Okay. Snelling and Hoyt. Where do you come out then? Well, uh, 
I don't know. They dump you out somewhere. I don't know. I bet it would be you know where the horse barn entrance where we used to go well, in. Via well, the, uh, Sweet Martha's is the last stop, so it's got to be around there somewhere. So that yeah, that would be that entrance we used to take in when we used to ride yeah. the, when the well, bus dropped I, us off inside. Can I tell you something? It says here, stay tuned for an event map. Ah. So I'm sure you know the fair is brilliant. They're like the NFL. They they leak their news one day at a time. Yep. And, and they'll have another headline in a couple of days about this event, and then another one to to uh, show you the event map and then you'll know the route here's what's going to happen here's what, exactly what's going to happen they go on sale the 30th you said and then you have to pick your specific date yep whatever their t- times are right now they're going to they're going to double them because people are going to oh, buy so many yeah. tickets but well, here it no, says right is, here the, this is like when you two comes to town yes. they're going to have yeah. to book extra extra dates yep uh, all attendees must be in a vehicle. Pedestrians, bikes, motorcycles, and buses are not permitted. Got it. Okay, so that clears that up. Tickets must be purchased online in advance. Day of and drive-up sales will be available via e-tix only if they have not reached capacity. Fat chance of that. This is right. going to be yeah. a humdinger oh, yeah. of a sellout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to be a humdinger. And they're only yeah. doing it on the weekends, you said? Three consecutive well, weekends. Got it. It, it four day weekends. You know, th- yeah, Thursday through Sunday. Oh, though, okay. Is the way it looks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, boy, I hate to use our influence here as uh, evil media. But don't you think there should be a media day? <laughs> well, I'm just I can saying, guarantee you, Rook thinks you know, there should be. Oh, it, we, we they've got to do a dry run. You know, they, yeah. they've got to they've got to have a practice run. And you know what? Kinks. You're going to have to do this story again tomorrow when Rookie comes in. Oh yeah. Well, he. I, I, uh, oh, he's already on it on Twitter. Yeah. I can't get it. him to follow the, uh, you know, the what's happening in the United States, but he'll have this down memorized. Oh, yeah. He'll have this memorized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame I can't go through on my scooter because that's how I would prefer to do it, but I can't. Uh, same with all of you scooter owners who were uh, fortunate enough to get to EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. And if you couldn't capture a Bintelli electric assist bike, maybe you were intrigued by the small scooters that get about 75 miles to the gallon and turn every errand into an adventure. And yes, they all have under-seat storage capacity, which is where I would have stashed my state fair food on my scooter had I been allowed to use it during the Great Food Parade. But we are not. We must be in automobiles. EcoFun Motorsports is on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Great line of youth recreational equipment, apparel, helmets, service department, Yamaha motorcycles, Bintelli e-bikes, and again, a great variety of scooters that are really, I'm telling you, it's my, it's my, my, it's my chief form of uh, urban transportation every nice. time I have to run an errand. If I have to go to Frats or whatever, I'm on the scooter. Uh, it's the only way to go around town. No parking hassles, great gas mileage. As I told you, I leave a bunch of change on my uh, uh, workbench counter in the garage, and if I need gas, I grab two bucks. Boom, I'm good for another week or ten days. Get everything you need, uh, including great service department, at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 61 because GLers, we own Highway 61. Hey, we would love it if you could book a tee time with our partners at Siren National Golf Club in Siren, Wisconsin. Our friends Jeff and Sarah, they are the owners and are true diehard fans of Garage Logic. If you're not familiar, Siren National is a beautiful 19-hole championship course. Yes, they have an extra hole. You really have to see the beauty of this course for yourself. Check out a hole-by-hole video tour at their website right now, sirennational.com. They have mature pine and hardwood forest 
lines at Bentgrass Fairways and Greens. A lot of great natural features like woods, water, and rock. There are no houses on this course. You are in the North Woods. It's perfect for both veteran and beginner golfers, and it's also very affordable. Jeff and Sarah have priced rounds very fair. They want people to have fun without breaking the bank. Yes, and now, check this out. Through the end of the season... They have a special offer for any law enforcement officers. Just simply show your ID and get a free beverage with your round or $5 off your round of golf. Jeff and Sarah have two sons that are in law enforcement. It's very close to their heart. It's just their way of saying thank you. Book your tee time now at sirennational.com and please help support our fellow GLers and play Siren National. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Listen to this. So I've got GL or Chris Miller, the owner of AimHighConstructionMN.com. I've got him on speed dial. Got a hold of him this morning. Wanted to ask him if he knew any HVAC subcontractors because we need a new central air unit installed before we list this house. He does. He's getting a hold of them for us. He's setting us up with a new unit. This is so awesome. Uh, so that means, now, if you're keeping score, Aim High Construction, they did a new deck already. They're remodeling the kitchen. The cabinets are being made right now. The concrete work starts at the end of next week. And now the HVAC work. This is too easy. I really thought getting this place ready to sell was going to be painful. It's easy as pie. And that's how it is when you deal with the fellow GLers. AimHighConstructionMN.com. It's all about quality craftsmanship, timely completion, and customer service. No matter what your construction needs, Mr. Joe Souchere. We're talking remodels, new construction, commercial work, and opening up a tube of glue. Aim High Construction. <laughs> they can get you. You know what they can do? They can get you a new roof. If you need it to go smoothly and you want to deal with somebody you can trust, financing is available. Log on to uh, the website, ask questions, schedule an estimate, and you know what? Get ready to be happy, a happy customer. That's aimhighconstructionmn.com. May I add my voice uh, to those who are finding hand sanitizers suddenly terribly smelly? They yeah. stink. Yeah. At the wedding I went to Saturday, uh, at the, the routine for getting communion, first you had to go to the back of the church and get the hand sanitizer and then march up and get the host. That stuff, was I might as well have run over a skunk. I don't know what the hell happened. There's a big piece in the uh, Star Tribune today uh, in response to booming demand. Some manufacturers apparently are using different ingredients. I'm not interested enough to read the whole story, so I didn't. But uh, I, I, I have my, uh, my, my limited experience with hand sanitizers recently has been they don't smell fresh and fun. They're not fun. Do you have a, uh, and I'm serious. I want fresh and fun. I'm serious when I ask this. Do you have a sensitive sniffer? I do. Because a, yeah, I, got be, a good, I got a good beak. Because you do also don't like um, pico de gallo because you hate the smell of, you think it tastes like, so or smells like soap, right? What are you talking about? What's what is pico, that? What's Pico de Gallo? What is that? That's a country, isn't it? No, it's that's not like, a country. That's like in the Virgin Islands. No, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna find the ingredient because we talked about this on the show. Pico. Cilantro so, is what I yes, don't like. Cilantro. You you hate you hate the smell oh, of cilantro. God, I can't stand is it. That the thing, that's the thing that you think smells like soap, right? Uh, I don't know what I think it smells like. I just don't like it. Okay. 
Uh, and when it comes to hand sanitizer, uh, initially during this uh, pandemic, all hand sanitizers were fresh and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they're not and fresh fun. and fun anymore. They're fresh not fresh and fun. and fun anymore. Fresh and fun. <laughs> Julie, our buddy on Twitter, Julie, uh, she said she came home and her she stunk of patchouli oil, like she had just been to a Grateful Dead concert. Oh, I know. It's. <laughs> I, I suppose this article can help me understand why this is the case. Uh, various no-name brands have sprung forth to meet market demand, and many share a common trait: an unpleasant scent. Some exhibit an organic rot. While others emit an acridic, elk, an acrid alcoholic sharpness, prone to stinging the nose, I'm going. To, I'm going with organic rot. None have been as benignly pleasant to use as brands purchased before the pandemic shortage. Uh, to find out why these new hand sanitizers stink, we turn to this is a New York Times story. Of course, we turn to experts Brian Zlotnick, founder and president president of fragrance manufacturer Alpha Aromatics, Pamela Dalton, co-chair of the Monell Chemical Census Center, and Lee Wong, a vintage aromatherapist, environmental scientist. That's the New York Times. I'm done. I don't okay. care what they say. Uh, but I agree with them. It stinks to high heaven. It's just... Uh, so it's just, um, uh, Patrick and I went out to a town ball game when they first started playing games, and they have the thing you've got to sign so that if you get the COVID, they can track you down. And they also have the big jug of hand sanitizer at the main concession stand. And Royce goes, yeah, that ought to do it. Do I got to come back every three innings or is this good for nine? He says to the gal at the concession stand, like, this is going to take care of it for the whole game. You're good here. Well, uh, okay. speaking of the uh, yeah. coronavirus. Yes, sir. Oh, now we're uh, back to news. Yeah, yeah. Lighthearted I, 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 is over. I got, I got, I got, I got to uh, just. I'm going to read this. Yeah. I don't know that I yet have an opinion about it, uh, but let's see what uh, what let's see what you fellas say. Uh, Merritt's getting painful to hear the fear mongering from COVID-19 while ignoring past viruses. This is not new. Viruses happen, and this isn't worse. We perceive it as worse because the masses are controlled by their electronic devices and their scared leaders. How quickly we forget, we forget recent history. You mentioned yesterday the child that died from COVID-19-like symptoms. While unfortunate, this is not the norm. Why did we not go into panic during H1N1 that hospitalized countless children and adults? Killing without mass testing to get an accurate picture of how many died. We all keep reading about places like Texas and COVID-19, correct? Many say Minnesota is handling the virus as good as any other state, right? Here's the death percentage for said states. Minnesota, 0.0002%. 1,552 deaths out of 5,640,000 people. Texas, 0.0001%. 4,151 deaths out of 29 people. Yet we keep enforcing more masks after we peaked months ago. Wake up, garage logic. This is all about politics and will disappear weeks after a president is elected. Good luck, Brant. What do you think? Um... Me I, getting on a me getting on a ventilator is enough to scare me into the belief that I'm going to. St- I don't think Brandt is suggesting we don't take precautions. No, not at all. I, I think I, he's I, suggesting that that the the numbers are have been easily manipulated. For example, I not, am, not manipulated. Let's see. What's the old phrase? Uh, all graphs are useless. Some are important. All stats are useless. Some are important. Something like that. Sure, Kenny. You want to take a stab at it, or do you want me to go? You go ahead, Chris. I, I, I'm. I was going to say that when they 
uh, not just us, as in the state of Minnesota, but the country as a whole, ramped up the testing. We said it on the show. Well, yeah, we're, we're going to see a gigantic spike in cases mm-hmm. because we're testing it 20,000 times the rate or whatever it is. But the death rate's going down. And not, not enough focus is being paid on that because there is quite a bit of fear-mongering when it comes to this virus. That doesn't mean that no one thinks it's serious because those that are at a certain age and those with compromised health, yes, they should be scared of, of contracting this said virus. But I also don't dispute the fact that the coverage of this virus will dissipate after the election. That's just the, uh, going to happen. The virus wiped out 13 nuns in one convent in Detroit. Oof. They range in age from 69 to 91. They were all good souls who did good work. I, I think they were the Felician Order, which I had never heard of. Uh, but holy mackerel. But speaking of the, uh, I have it on very good authority, that today at 2 o'clock, uh, Walls will announce a statewide mask mandate. Yep. It'll go into effect July 25th. Masks will be required for all public spaces, indoors, businesses, and schools. There are exemptions such as, such as health reasons, eating and drinking while in restaurants or bars. This is for non-customer-facing as well as customer-facing businesses. Businesses need to update preparedness plan and post signs that there will be penalties and fines for this mandate to those who choose not to comply. I got this from cool. buddy Zipko. Yeah. They will never be able to enforce this state and i i don't but, but no, i don't he, think they will but, i don't think it'll be seriously enforced i think i think you'll be told uh, i don't think anyone's going to be calling the cops let's put it that no way. but you know what is going to happen the uh the self-appointed mask police are going to become intolerable in this well, they state. already are exactly you know, and now so they're going to be emboldened worse. yes yeah perfect example so uh, kenny already knows this joe but uh, yesterday, I found a really funny picture, so I tweeted it out. And the only thing it says is, you know what people don't talk enough about? Masks. I wish yep. I knew everyone's opinions about them. <laughs> That's all it said, and, and a funny. war broke out. <laughs> yeah, I'm being funny. accused of, you You just wear, I said, I, I do wear one. That's why I, I'm uh, very leery of this. Uh, I, I know you guys want me to tweet for, on behalf of the show. Uh, and I'm, it's working in terms of followers, uh, but gee whiz, what a, what a cesspool, what a cesspool. Perfect description. That's exactly what Twitter is. And Chris, the reason we brought this up on Jason and uh, Alexis, this show this morning was because there was a viral video that went around yesterday of a lady, uh, evidently at a beach who was freaking out. She had a tape measure. And it was like a 30-foot tape measure, and she had it all the way extended out so it wouldn't go back in. And she was not only upset, she was shrieking. And whoever was with her boyfriend, brother, husband, whoever, had to actually pick her up and carry her away. She I got was a, so angry. Wow. I got a question for her. She shouldn't have gone to the beach. Yeah. Right. If you're that exactly. concerned, if you're that stupid. stay home. If you're right. that and crazy. She, she didn't even have a mask on either, but she was beyond out of control. I mean, I've never seen rage like this. And John that's why Fram. You, you came yeah. up on the program, yeah. Chris. We read, I read your sign, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody laughed. It's a funny it's sign. It's funny. John yeah. Fram sent me a George Orwell quote that seems apropos. Power is in tearing human minds to pieces and putting them together again in new shapes of your own choosing. Wow. Oh, it's basic training. That's what they do in the military. Well, and it's being done here by the Wokers, who can't get their act together on the word chief. 
they just can't get their act together on the word chief. And I have an interesting note uh, fr- about Trader Joe's and education. Joe, the past two episodes of the podcast have caused me to think back on my own education in relation to the Trader Joe's criticism. As I recall, many years ago, there was an outcry that standardized testing was biased towards middle to upper class white students. One of the changes as a result of this accusation could be found in the names used in word problems and stories within the tests. Names such as John, Ann, or Patty were replaced with names such as Jose, Ling, or Morlik, Malik, etc. At the time, this seemed to be considered a welcome change celebrated by those who wanted more inclusion in the testing process. Fast forward today, and now a company is being ostracized for doing what used to be praised. Back then, it was considered racist if traditionally more ethnic names were not used. And yet today, it's racist if they are. It's a no-win situation. In today's podcast, you ask what the students are learning in history class. As a mother of four children in middle school, high school, and college, I can confirm that they are being taught American history. But I can also confirm that most really do not care. I can admit that while I was an excellent student long ago, it was difficult to grasp historical lessons and what they had to do with me. Great teachers, though, will not only teach the material, but push the kids to make connections with their own modern-day lives. Nowadays, I believe there are two major differences in how history is taught by the failed academy and contemplated by today's student. First, rather than being taught through the lens of connecting past to present and learning from past failures and accomplishments, many teachers expect students to learn the material with a healthy dose of skepticism and deconstruction. Instead of asking, how can we take the historical context of the time and place of this event and make it relevant today, they are asked, how can we project our current political climate onto the past event and rewrite it in an acceptable way? The second thing I have noticed is the demeanor of the students themselves. Anyone with a teenager knows they tend to be self-centered, but today's student takes it to a whole new level. Between the various available social media and gaming sites, they have an average of five to seven virtual places they can go to express themselves constantly through words or pictures. Today's Mm -hmm. kids are not just self-centered, but quite literally see themselves as the center of the world. When they Mm -hmm. are learning, especially about history, they are no longer yearning to put themselves in the shoes of the historical figure they're researching. They are instead searching for ways to deconstruct history and blast their woke findings all over the world to get likes and shares and impress their instructor. It's a completely different mindset than the one I grew up with. I don't have the solution other than GLers pushing back and continuing to talk to their kids. In our house, we watch both Fox and CNN, even the intolerable segments, because I think it's important to always hear both sides and make your own informed decisions. I do know several young men and women who are level-headed and can see through this BS, and it gives me hope for the future. Take care, Maria. Now, the not only did not only was that a, a, a brilliant observation, uh, Maria is a sibling of a Garage Logic staff member. <laughs> Maria is a sibling of a Garage Logic staff member. Interesting, interesting. Matthew's sister. I, I was going to play a little game there, but you had to blurt out the you had to blurt out the name. Well, it's easy because he he's brought her up before. <laughs> well, well, my favorite. Well, she's my giving. Fa- well, Matthew's a dumb. Matthew's the dummy of the family because that that letter was genius. My favorite Maria moment is when she brought a, a rookie second grade paper 
to the state fair one year, and it was the funniest damn thing. It's either second grade or sixth grade, or some, it was some grade school paper, and it made no sense whatsoever. God, I and, think I have that in here somewhere. Oh my God! I wish you could find that. That was a that was a moment to treasure. And, and uh, that's a that's a kid that did stay in school. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I never would have guessed. Oh, Matthew's the family dumb dumb. I am really. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because he's just like me. Yeah. I I, I am um, grateful. I really am. I'm lucky that. Uh, I was able to raise the kids I used to have before the social media invasion. I think it's made a world of difference. I just look at them, and I look at what's happening now, and there's a really great load of blame for what's happening now can be placed on their phones and their computers and their iPads. I I really believe that. I'm, I'm terrified of what I have to deal with in about five to ten years with my two young boys. I agree with you. The youngest kid graduated from high school in 2003. Okay, that's prior to, I think that was, I think people might have had a flip phone. Yeah, we had then. cell phones then, but we didn't but, have uh, Twitter. She, did, or we didn't, she have... didn't have one. There was no Twitter, no Facebook, yeah. no Snapchat or whatever that stuff's called. And I think it's, I think it, the differences are extraordinary. Absolutely. You have any chance that you can find that Maria thing? Or is that too difficult? That yeah, I can't find it in here. And I think it'll be more fun to play it while rookie's here tomorrow because he'll well, know exactly where it is. Are you going to make a note, or do I have to? I'll send him a text right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, hail the flashlight king! Hail, hail you. you, Joe! I heard Reavers once again talk about his tool rules for a threatening situation. He has rules for uh, if he's with his kids, and he has rules if he's by himself. Please inform him that getting killed by himself still leaves the kids without a father. Well, <laughs> Loyal listener says 1995, Reed Thompson. I think you're aware of that. Yeah, and he's he's not wrong. I, uh, yes, I, I, I wouldn't ever jeopardize my own. I'm just saying. I know what I you're just, saying. Yeah, doesn't everybody I, I brought have it up. two rules? No, I brought it up, Chris, because if you lose your life fighting for a car i'm i'm you know i'm gonna oh don't do that no i and i wouldn't give, yeah give them the keys give them the keys who cares well and again in my case they wouldn't be able to drive it and i'm serious <laughs> i'm dead serious but i don't have a car right now so the only cars i'm driving this summer are are old collectible cars and these kids don't know how to drive a stick shift. Right. One of them, don't you have to push start it? No, no, I don't, Kenny. It's I, these park are park ex- downhill. No. <laughs> these start and run, and they're great, but uh, they're not. A, maybe some farm kid could figure out how to drive it. Yeah, well, farm kids aren't carjacking. I know. They're too busy. That's I know, right. I know a guy that found out how to start it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's from the farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Shut that bleeping thing off. Oh, God, that just terrified me. <laughs> Those cars are, 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 are built on, a, on careful lubrication systems. And uh, the okay. whole key, yeah, yeah, never mind. We don't care. Yeah. We don't <laughs> care. Professor, you know that because of the incredible support of GarageLogic listeners, Spencer Grunhofer is adding 2,500 additional square feet to make a new sausage and meatloaf emporium. That is so fantastic. Right at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. And right now, Spencer is giving away a quarter side of beef. This is just a just an extra 
spiff for all you GLers who are showing up at Grunhofer's anyway. Uh, it's been farm-raised in Hugo by Spencer. Stop in any time in the next two weeks to register. The value of this prize is 856 bucks. Spencer will pull one name from all entries on Thursday, July 30th, and Mr. Grunhofer will call you, and you can stop in to claim your prize, an entire side of excellent, excellent beef. Uh, that's quite a quite a gift that Spencer's giving away, but he's, he wants to acknowledge the, uh, the presence of Garage Logicians and what it's meant to his business, and uh, you're, all, you're always there. The burgers, the sliders, the brats, the tomahawk steaks, the jerky, you name it, the meatloaf, they... they they turn out more meatloaf than a military cook would have to. Oh, yes. I mean, they got to just keep producing it because you, you GLers absolutely love it. That's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. What does dedication, perseverance, resilience, and accomplishment best describe today? We think that would be the graduating classes of 2020. What we are most proud of for these graduates is their ability to overcome challenges and their pursuit of future opportunities. True to their perseverance and resiliency, these students found new ways to celebrate this milestone this spring. It puts a smile on all of our faces as we drive through those communities and still see hundreds of yard signs supporting these young people. These graduating students deserve the spotlight for they are Minnesota's future. Please join the Canopy Group in honoring your friends, relatives, and neighbors who represent the graduating classes of 2020. Flashlight, check. Tool belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Souchere. Email, check. Chillboys.com. Join the rest of us here on the Garage Logic staff and a lot of GLers right now that have made the switch to the most comfortable underwear you will ever own. Let me uh, down. Let me corroborate that. All right. Joe, you mentioned uh, text messages between my wife and I on Monday's broadcast uh, when I was inquiring about getting some chill boys and I was so pumped that one of my emails finally made it on your show I couldn't <laughs> wait to get home and make my wife listen to this uh, to the show not telling her what she was about to hear she reluctantly let out a sigh and said okay as we were listening you read the message I sent and she couldn't believe her ears no not for the fact that I had made it but merely that I would take the time to send you a message which is against my normal character <laughs> she laughed and I explained how I have messaged you guys a handful of times and finally made it on the show she looked at me straight-faced and said, I made it on the show, not you. Oh. Bride one, husband zero. Oh. Good luck, Bryce and Alexandria. Here, I thought he was going to ask for a ruling, but he yeah. just yeah. Uh, no. he just uh, accepted defeat right away. Kind of, a, kind of a quick game of flaws he lost there, I guess. Uh, chillboys.com, they ship everywhere in the continental U.S., a local Minnesota company. All the GL staff is very excited that they got to, to be part of the Chillboys family. At Chillboys brand on Twitter, uh, a wide variety selection of both under they have great t-shirts too by the way sunglasses support a local minnesota company and please when you place your order let them know that you heard about it on the garage logic podcast are the t-shirts made out of the same material as the drawers you know that's a great question i can find out for you sir because there's a couple i was going to order the one that i want to order is you know the uh the election shirts you know bush reagan 84 what there's one that says clark 
Griswold, 20. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to order that one. <laughs> you know how many votes Clark, Clark, Clark? What happened Take to my two. voice? Take two. Hold on, hold on. Let me uh, let me just do this. <laughs> no, they're going to be okay. <laughs> do you know how many votes Clark Griswold would get? Probably yeah, quite a bit. Quite a few. Dear Mayor, we I'm were... confused. I go ahead. Either you have duped us over the last 20 years or things are slipping. For your sake, I hope the prior. I stumbled on an older podcast where you and the gang spoke to the director of the state fair regarding its future. After that, you regaled us with a tale regarding your abject failure to negotiate the proper usage of a squeeze mayonnaise bottle. I nearly wet myself laughing, but then thought deeper. Then you told us of your failure to, failure to properly use a caulking gun and adhesive tube, not to mention the total project failure. Did any of those boats you restore ever float, or is the bottom of Spoon Lake a shipwreck museum? Is this a sign of the mass coming off or slipping? I certainly would not want to see you have to join Uncle Joe in the basement, but wait a minute. Have you been, haven't you been quarantined in the basement since COVID? Maybe that is an explanation. I can just hear the CP gleefully explaining to the youngsters to ignore those noises under the floor. Let us know we are deeply concerned, Dan Johnson in Phoenix. I'm okay, Dan. I'm okay. I just had a momentary lapse of reason when it came to the caulking tube. I just had a momentary lapse of reason. I'll it be happens. okay. It happens. It'll be, I'll, I'll be okay. And uh, uh, isn't Waterline is back on the water this this uh, summer? Is, is yeah, it after a, yeah, it's after a six year absence, uh, it's going back. Uh, it's going back in the water uh, under uh, not my ownership anymore, but I do have right of first refusal in the event uh, the new owner ever chooses to sell it. And she purrs. Oh, it always we played did. a played a video uh, for us. Boy, that sounds yeah. good. Yep. Uh, Anna Frechette writes, "What a great podcast when you were talking about sauerkraut." I have been saying for many years, if everyone ate sauerkraut, they would not get sick. Sickness begins in the gut, so eating kraut takes care of the bugs. My slogan for years has been, when in doubt, kraut. (laughs) When in doubt, woof some kraut. When in doubt, and kraut. (laughs) Well, Uh, that's what you've always said about uh, Sir Sidney, that he's got the great boiler. Yeah, I don't know that he eats cabbage. Oh, Uh, She's referring, of course, to what, what I thought was wonderful news yesterday. That was poo-pooed by Kenny because he doesn't like cabbage. But yeah. apparently cabbage is being discovered as uh, offering so many uh, antioxidants that it's a, it's a means to uh, possibly uh, build up your system to avoid the COVID. Here's my deal. I have siphoned so much gas in my life and accidentally <laughs> swallowed it that I'm pretty sure I'm good. Pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, everything from 87 octane all the way up to race gas. So really? I'm covered. I'm covered. Really? Good to go. The problem, though, is because she's got me all pumped full of the antioxidants in both liquid and pill form. Boy, that makes you, you know what, like a goose, man. Holy Well, cow. you can, you don't need it. What is she, what What do you take? What antioxidant pills do you take? I don't know. Fake beans? Something. I don't know. She, she's got them. You well, you can, dogs. Get, you, you can get it in, uh, you can just eat grapes and berries and stuff like that. Yeah, do that too, brah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mayor, a story of garage wood. My parents purchased property in northern Wisconsin in 1973. They traveled there from Minneapolis for many years, and my youth included years spent swimming in the beautiful Clear Lake. It is now their permanent residence, but I digress. For many years, my mom has complained about the extra wood. They moved the 
pile four or five times and religiously covered it each fall to protect it. Fast forward to this past weekend. My 85-year-old father decided he wanted to build a new workbench. Well, it was time to uncover all that wood. My dad just smiled and said nothing as we realized we had all the wood we needed aside from a solid top piece. A garage wood story to make you smile. Pushing back from Appleton, Wisconsin, Nancy. All right. That's a variation of garage wood, uh, most most uh, particularly uh, the garage wood we're talking about are abused pieces of wood that come in handy when you got to chalk a trailer wheel or what have you. And the most recent one, wasn't it uh, somebody's father-in-law dispatched <clears throat> it? Wasn't that the deal? No, there was some... Uh, no, Nancy somebody was, wanted to throw it on the fire and she wouldn't let it. Oh, that's what it was. Right. That's what it was. Nancy was referring to uh, reclaimed lumber. And ironically enough, I have a 10-foot workbench in my uh, shop here in Minneapolis that was built entirely, like hers, out mm-hmm. of reclaimed lumber. I'm very cool. proud of it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, John Klinkner wants to know, where would I look to find the radio broadcast that was the origin of origin, origin of the FFLF theory? What date do I search for? Also, oh, I love boy. the podcast, and if you haven't already done so, the FFLF show would make a great best-of episode sometimes like the ones you did over the 4th. Uh, when we return, I'm going to address Mr. Klinkner's concerns about the FFLF theory. Minnesota business owners have had it rough the past few months. Here in Sioux Falls, we've been doing things differently. I'm Dean Diesick from the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. Check out SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. You'll find that Sioux Falls, South Dakota is open for business, and we have talented people ready to go to work for you. All in a place with short commutes, safe streets, available buildings, fewer taxes, and higher profits. Moody's has reaffirmed South Dakota's AAA credit rating, the highest available, citing the state's stable economic outlook and smart handling of coronavirus impacts. Sioux Falls has the people you need to succeed and the freedom you want to operate your business. If you want to be open for business, expand or relocate your company to Sioux Falls. Discover relief from excessive restrictions and costs. It all starts with a visit to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Discover better business and a better life in Sioux Falls. You can learn more at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Yeah, I know. I keep threatening to get a new car. Uh, so I'm going to stop threatening because it's just a fact. I am going to get one, and it'll be from Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood, right on the southeast quadrant there of Highway 61 and 36 in Maplewood. It's Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen, Schmel's Alfa Romeo, and Schmel's Fiat. Right now, 0% for 72 months on all 2019 and 2020 VWs, including the... Uh, Atlas Crossport, and that also includes a deferred payment of 120 days. Also, you can get uh, 0% interest for up to 60 months on certified pre-owned vehicles. And what they're doing to keep you safe in the, the time of world crisis is you can just uh, arrange your own personal sales appointment and test drive. Just go to the three websites. They're wonderful. They have all the inventory. So do uh, SchmelzVW.com. SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Do your due diligence 
Give uh, give the guys at Schmelz, guys and gals at Schmelz, a call. They'll have that car waiting for you for your own test drive. This might be the future of uh, automobile sales in this country. Uh, 651-243-4316. Schmelz is a multi-generational family dealership. This is their only store. They don't own 50 stores with giant gorillas flying on flagpoles and all <laughs> that stuff. This is uh, These are three great marks, as we say. Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat available at Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood. Uh, Mr. Klinkner wishes to know where he could find the original radio broadcast of the origin of the FFLF theory. I have no earthly idea how to answer that question, but I will tell you that I'm sensing there's been some confusion about the FFLF, just what it is, how it occurs, when it occurs. And I, I, I have in my hands the book, Garage Logic, A Companion Life, uh, A Companion Guide to Life in the Radio Town. Now, this was published in 2010, and it's, it devotes time to uh, the FFLF. So that tells us that it occurred in a radio broadcast prior to 2010. Uh, I would have no earthly idea how to find a specific uh, broadcast unless I go through the show notes uh, and but I'm not going to do that. Okay, here's what I want to uh, instruct uh, GLers about for a refresher course and new listeners. The the FFLF uh, is basically uh, an outgrowth of the look. And if you're unfamiliar with the look, there are there are uh, uh, the look has degrees of severity. There's the quick look. That's just a warning shot across the bow. You you get a dozen of those a daily on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. The arms folded look must be taken more seriously. Oh, yes. They can sting. The arms folded toe-tapping look is lethal and usually oh. involves a brief recovery oh. time. Because yes. by, the times, by the time the arms are folded and the toes are a-tapping, you've already done whatever it is that got you in trouble. But there's worse than that. There's the burner. That's when the arms folded and tapping toes are not enough and deep from within some genetic reserve is summoned the ability to fire a burning laser repeating fire look that can singe the skin and drop you to your knees immobilized as though you have been zapped with a gun. Those are the ones we tell tales about when the women are not around. It is precisely because of the burner that beer was invented. Most remarkably, <laughs> most remarkably, the female of the species can give the look from birth. They come out of the chute ready to use this power, and it is not uncommon at all to see a group of, say, four-year-old girls with fully developed look skills, including all four categories. The quick, the arms folded, the arms folded toe tapper, and the burner. Now, there are women who don't have this power. They come along once in a blue moon, and I don't know what happened to them. Wires got crossed. They even participate fully in garage life, inducing a kind of garage harmony that is so foreign to most garage logicians that we step around them warily, waiting for the muted power to suddenly arise from its repression. <laughs> these women say these women say things like, You can leave that running, baby. I heard that once in a guy's garage. He had started his motorcycle just as his wife's cell phone chirped alive to the sound of bolero. In normal circumstances, this would have been an occasion for a normal woman, normal woman to issue a quick look, and the fellow would shut down his bike instantly. Not on this occasion. She calmly answered the phone and then said to her husband over her shoulder, Oh, you can leave that running, baby. What was that? Baby? 
On the grounds that nothing could be that harmonious, I could only conclude that absent the ability to give the look, she developed other powers as compensation, uh, compensation. A command presence that essentially served the same purpose. She was in charge. She ran the show. He couldn't turn off that bike until she told him to. Uh, as I say, this is rare and would take some getting used to. Personally, I prefer the look because I am used to it, and I have experienced my share of even the burners. Uh, okay, now, uh, there's also been the ricochet look where a guy got a look once off a mirror because uh, he was eyeing an outboard motor at a garage sale. And I, caught I his remember wife that one, yeah. yeah. Caught his wife. Now, now, how does this relate? Uh, keeping in mind there are four degrees of severity, how does this relate to the female fun limitation factor? Oh, you can leave that running, baby. Mm-hmm. The female fun limitation factor is a woman's uncanny ability to interrupt garage activity at precisely a defining moment. Just as we are about to start a restored Triumph motorcycle for the first time, the garage service door will open and we are informed that it is either time to eat or that we have a phone call or that the dog just barfed on the couch. At work here is a genetic alarm system that kicks in when the female of the species decides that too much fun has been had and it's time for the boys to drift back to their own garages. It is not done to be cruel. There is nothing uncharitable intended. The woman simply cannot help herself. She is responding to the firing of ancient neurological signals that probably brought Gorg back in from the mouth of the cave just as he was about to crack another of whatever passed for beer back in the Pleistone (laughs) Age. There have been occasions when the woman, innately aware of her FFLF powers, attempts to at least be playful about it. Seeing what she believes to be her husband's leg sticking out from under the car, she reaches under and grabs him in the, well, the swimsuit area, only to discover that she just grabbed Warren, the neighbor. Oh, oh. If there are a bunch of guys in the garage with knots on their foreheads, it could be that they got FFLF under the car. The FFLF also manifests itself when a woman, believing herself to be kind-hearted, performs a chore or task involving cylinders that the man has been anticipating with great enthusiasm. No phone call at the office or on the factory floor is more disappointing than the one from the woman at home who proudly announces that she just Uh, finished snow blowing the driveway or cutting the grass or sawing up a toppled tree. Now you won't have to do it when you get home. Oh, Oh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, And then, of course, these in the book, these were all, you can see the inside of the female brain here in a, in a, uh, 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 a uh, drawing by Greg. Yeah. Yeah. So there, the look, the the, the female fun limitation factor is uh, actually a component of the look. Uh, they're not entirely the same, but they're in the same arena. That's your writing, isn't it? Yeah, I had to read. I had to read that. That's that's pretty good, Such. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple of spins on that that I need your angle on it. Uh, number one, uh, it, and it happens quite frequently. I'll I'll burst out of the garage and run to the house because I've got I've got to do something and I've got all sorts of things going on. In my mind, I have to stay focused. I just have to run in and grab this one thing, and I'll get the, can you come over and look at this for a second? Yep, yep. And it's never a second. It's always three minutes, and by the time we're done, my brain is empty. I forgot what I was doing. I don't know why I'm in the house, blah, blah, blah. Is that, where are my pants? Where, where are you at that, Such? What is that something? It's not necessarily a female fun limitation factor. It's the female uh, interruptus factus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, then, garage garage wood has come up a lot on the show. When we return, I'll oh, read wait, you wait, the chapter no, on no. garage wood. I've got one more, and yeah. this one's really important. And I've been waiting to ask you actually for quite a while, and it happened again yesterday. 
Um, and, and it's happened frequently in the past. And my example has always been, I can come home on a Sunday night and tell my roommate that I built a house. Uh, I got it sided, uh, got the walls up, the shingles are on, and it's ready to go. And she'll say, did you finish the garage? Yeah. And, and in the case of yesterday, I was working on the porch. And let me tell you something. I was sweaty and gross, and Ew. it was a lot of work. I made a big mess. She got home and saw that and said, did you get a chance to go up on the roof? Because mm -hmm. I've got a project on the roof. What is that? Is, I can, is that I a can, thing? I can answer that. Okay. Uh, what you were uh, instinctively hoping uh, to hear was some sort of praise or yes. some sort of appreciation. Yes. Right. yes. Well, yes. That, then when you fail to get that, you have reached the point uh, that Royce and I have concluded. It began with Patrick where he just announced one day, they just get to the point where they don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe she's heard me refer to her as my roommate. Maybe yeah. that's why. <laughs> hey, I, I'm going to give you a refresher course on Garage Wood in just a moment. Okay. All right. Well, you can leave that running, baby. This next song is about Kenny Olsen. If he's here, jump up and down. Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. Big Backyard, live at the Caboose. I don't know when this was, 90s, early 90s. September 5th of 1992. It's in the description for the MP3 you sent me, Brock. At a, at a gig we called the Soul Man Slam Fest. Say, yes. uh, DK Mags, you know what? Mark's brother uh, is a customer of DKMags.com. They give us a, a much-needed advantage and peace of mind during this current climate of rampant crime. You'll find everything you need from personal protection, home protection, to hunting, sports shooting, clays, whatever. You'll find it all, dkmags.com. Up on Old 8 in New Brighton and Monticello Pond and Gun. I love saying Old 8. And I'm guessing it'll only be a matter of time. And uh, old DK Mags, much like Spence over at Grundhoffer's, they're going to have to expand. It's due to GLers. You guys, y'all lined up out the door. Be sure to mention to the staff you're a GLer. Uh, and obviously with this run on Second Amendment items, don't go in there thinking that you're going to buy them out of something. They, they've got plenty of inventory on hand, but some purchases, they need to be limited so we can all have some. This ain't no big box store. Don't go in there thinking you're going to buy them out of 223s or 22 mags. We all need it. I've got cardboard that needs shredding. I've got woodchucks and skunks. They need to meet the maker, and so do the lot of us. So uh, just just buy what you can there and, and move along, sir, ma'am. Uh, and if you're in law enforcement or if you're in the military, a veteran, first responder, whatever, uh, thank you. We need you, and you're going to get another 5% off. Doesn't matter what kind of firearm you need, accessory, holster, ammunition, dkmags.com and New Brighton, to sell a pawn and gun uh, they got it a couple of wonderful shops for glers run by glers uh, i've made an executive decision that because we are having statistical proof that we have so many new listeners now mm -hmm. in, in the podcast format and they're they're not necessarily in minnesota they're all over the country if not the world i'm grateful uh that many of you weren't in on the inception of garage logic years ago uh, in 2010, we published a book called Garage Logic, a companion guide to life in the radio town with illustrations by Greg Holcomb, who, of course, was the artist behind the two maps of Garage Logic, the map of Garage Logic and the map of Gumption County. In any event, uh, at least once a week, maybe we'll make it on Wednesdays, 
uh, we'll select a chapter from the book. And that way you'll learn the, the origins that you may not have been aware of. So we'll, we, I can tell you about the opener, the cylinder index, make a move, three prices you pay, uh, the female fund limitation factor, and the look, which we're covered today, permission, the royal order of the 21sters, common surface savings and loan, windmilling, the 50-50-90 rule, the creature, flashlights, uh, flashlights last drop days, uh, garage wood, going in, and there are going in subsets, the 48-hour rule, WD-40, space management. Uh, we'll get to all those, and that way you'll be up to date on the history of, of GL that you might have missed in the old days. And don't you think that even the ones that know the explanation love the refresher course anyway? I think uh, here, so. Sure. Here's the, ref- here's the chapter on garage wood. It's short. Two definitions. One, substantial blocks of abused wood of unknown origin that remain with you throughout your life. They get kicked under a workbench or into a corner when not needed to support a transmission, chalk trailer wheels, or test drill bits. You cannot purchase such wood. It is priceless. You might think that you don't need it, but you will. Definition number two, wood with a long history. Why else would you call a child a chip off the old block? Nobody necessarily knows where the special block comes from. It gets retrieved from a construction site dumpster, maybe, or it gets discovered in a pile of split firewood up at the cabin, or an old granary got torn down in town and people migrated to the site and hauled away grain-scoured blocks of timber as good as taking nuggets of gold from a stream. It is wood with its own mystery. Even if it is known where it comes from, it is not known why that particular piece of wood, of all the pieces of wood in the world, got so perfectly assigned to the role it plays in garage life. Blocks of wood are as important as any tool in the chest. For most applications, the garage wood is a block, dented, chipped, beat up. But for some, it is a plank or a collection of different sized scraps from which a correct piece is chosen for a particular task. Garage wood cannot be purchased. If it was purchased, it might get taken care of, or more might be expected of it. In only the rarest circumstances can garage wood be given as a gift to a blockless friend or neighbor. The wood finds the person and then sticks around without any expectations, like John Wayne's antisocial dog Sam in the movie Hondo. Wayne didn't feed it, and he didn't give it any water. He loved Sam, but he didn't want the dog to get any ideas. And that's the same with garage wood. So that's uh, this week's refresher course. Beautiful. In garage wood. I better read that book. I think you should. I think you should. It's called Garage Life. sounds fun. You know, now that we're famous again, let's republish the damn thing. You're back in style, baby. Yeah, now now that we're getting new listeners, let's let's republish Garage Logic, the companion guide to life in the radio town. All right. Anything to put dough in your pocket, Joe. Hey, what can the next two days do for me? Park star. <laughs> well, GLers, that that's it for me today. Well, what a fine episode it was, by I the way. I think so. I've got to go climb on the roof and get that project hey, done. Hey, by the way, guess who popped in here uh, before the show started? Our buddy Tom from upstairs. Oh, yeah. You know what he said? Huh. All right. Is that smoker from Fratelloni's really worth it? Because i got to make a trip out there anyway. I said, yes. It, it get is. the smoke fire grill from yes. Weber at Fratelloni's Ace Harbor. I'm never going back to conventional grilling. I'm only using the smoke fire. GLers, I have another announcement for GLers. Uh, If they they have a particular request in understanding some aspect of garage logic, 
or Gumption County, you can you can uh, specifically email me that particular request, and we'll see if the book covered it. And if the book didn't cover it, I'll have an answer anyway. Very good. Yeah. Talk to you tomorrow, bro. All right. <laughs>